Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Seven Layers Deep is an exercise that I learned um, in a book from an author called Dean Graziosi. It was years and years and years ago now. I read about it on an airplane and immediately asked somebody to try to do it on me. And it didn't, it didn't work because it kind of wasn't the right person trying to do it. But eventually I found, um, some people who were able to help me do the exercise. And since then I've added it to my kick-ass business retreats and to the workshops that I do on personal branding and confidence. Seven layers deep is usually marketed as a way to kind of find your why. The whole find your why movement is, I mean, it's important. You need to know why you're doing things. You need to know the value of what it is. The way I do seven layers deep is not only finding what you want to do, but find out what you're meant to do. So Often when I'm doing it with clients or at retreats or in workshops, first of all, I'm asking for a volunteer and they don't have a sweet clue what I'm going to be asking them. So it's a huge leap of faith and a lot of trust. Um, Secondly, it causes a, a lot of tears. I get somebody to cry almost every time I do it. That's not really the goal. That's kind of now just an extra bonus, but it really does get to the heart of your entire worldview, your entire life, your reason for doing everything, not just your reason for doing your job. I've had this exercise lead people to decide to switch jobs or switch parts within their jobs or hand off certain parts of the job. If they're, if they're a business owner, I've had business owners say, I don't want to be doing this. This isn't what I ever wanted to do. Oh my goodness, I forgot. I forgot what I wanted to do was this or what I want to do isn't being done by doing this. So often when I do it, it takes more than seven layers. Usually that's because the person hasn't been primed. So the first three or four don't really count. But what I did eventually was kind of revamped it and rephrased it and brought in a little bit of my background, which is actually in therapy, in in neuropsychology. And I brought in some of that to try to break through the boundaries and break through the barriers that we have on our own, break through that a little bit faster. So where the typical seven layers deep is kind of question, response, rephrase, question, response, rephrase, question, response. I've actually changed up the questions a little bit to try to get people to a deeper space faster. So the way it goes, I'm going to be explaining it to you so that you're able to explain it to somebody else. I was thinking when I was designing this podcast that I might have somebody come in and do the activity, but I have a feeling doing it in this type of artificial setting, especially knowing that it's going to be on a podcast, wouldn't show you the authentic depth 
of the exercise because the barriers would be way up and it would take me like 30 questions to get to break through if I was able to. And it wouldn't necessarily help you lead somebody through questioning you this way or help you question yourself this way. So there's a couple of ways that you can do this. You can do it with a partner. Um, you can actually audio tape yourself saying the questions and sort of giving yourself your answers because you are to rephrase this stuff, right? So get yourself, listen to yourself asking the first question and then from then out loud rephrasing it to yourself. You can, if you're able to, go through it internally on a piece of paper or you can always reach out to us either through the Kick-Ass Company or through Halla Connected on social media, and we'll take you through the exercise. It's no problem. It's one of the things we really love to do. So here we go. Seven Layers Deep starts with the question, what do you do? For the most part, when I'm talking to people and doing this, they work in a business, so they'll give me their business title. They own a business, so they'll tell me what their business does. Or they are working in a supporting role in their family, and they will tell me they are a parent, or they are a student, or whatever it happens to be. So what do you do? And you have to get down, you might have to ask, what do you do, three times. Because if somebody says, I'm a student, well, why do you do that? Well, because I want a job. So that's not really getting to the depth, right? So what do you do? I am a student. Well, what are you a student in? And I'm a student in marketing or in engineering or in psychology. And then you can go, why do you do that? So you start with, what do you do? And you get a, a true answer. What do you do? And then your first layer is, why do you do that? They'll give you a response. For example, um, one of my clients um, has said, I own a, a business helping women entrepreneurs because I know how hard it can be for women entrepreneurs. So the first response, the repeat phrase goes, so you want to help women entrepreneurs because you know how hard it is. Why is that important? Give them a minute, they will respond. They will give you a new response. It's important because we need more women entrepreneurs in the world. So question number three. So you say we need more women entrepreneurs in the world. Well, why is that important? They'll give you a response. You're going to repeat that response back to them. And this time, instead of saying, why is that important? You're going to say, why are you the one to provide that? That's the point they're going to look at you like they have like deer in the headlights. You're going to repeat or rephrase their response. And then you're going to ask again, why is it important that you provide that? So if they say it's because I'm really, I'm a helpful person and I'm really friendly. Okay. So you're really helpful and really friendly. Why is it important to you to be really helpful and really friendly? And they're like, I don't know, cause it's nice. You don't take any surface answers. So that was question five. So then you're going to rephrase that response and ask them, go back to your first memory 
of not receiving that why in your life or wanting to provide that for someone else. We like to go back to a memory before grade four, before the fourth grade. If you can tell me the reason why you want to save the environment and it dates back to something before the fourth grade, you know that's a formative memory and you know that is something that you are never going to give up on. You will always have that passion because you've had it for that amount of time. It is formative. It is deep inside of you. So ask them for their earliest, earliest memory of either seeing that not happen or wanting to provide that. They'll tell you their first memory. You will rephrase and ask, why is it important to provide that to other people today? That's it. That's the whole exercise. Now, that's the exercise in seven layers. So you start with question kind of like 1A, what do you do? 1B, why do you do that? Question two, you repeat their response or rephrase their response and ask why it's important. Question three, repeat and rephrase again and ask again, why is that important? Question four, you're going to repeat and rephrase that answer and say, why are you the one to provide that? Question five, you'll repeat and rephrase their response and ask, why is it important that you provide that? Then question six, you'll rephrase their response and ask them for their first memory of wanting to provide that why or of wanting to have that why provided for them. If what they do helps somebody with confidence or with growth or any of those like service-based things, usually there's a memory of it not being done for you which is what you want to solve about the world. Often if it's more environmental or structural, then it's when was the first time you wanted to do that? When was that joyful memory that you're like, this is my thing, this is my jam. And the last one is rephrase and ask, why is it important to provide that early memory today? So you're connecting their earliest formative memories to what they do now. Often where you will get stuck and have people giving really surface, surface answers of, I want to help people because it's important to help people. And then I'll say, why is it important to help people? And dead silence and the deer in the headlights. Or uh, because I've been told I'm a good listener. Well, why is it important for you to be listening to other people. What, what does that provide? Why are you the one to offer that? And framing it in such a way, why are you the best person to offer this, this, this purpose, this reason, this why, this service, this offering? Why are you the one to do it? Is a question many of us don't actually ever face. We do it because somebody told us we're good at it. We do it because it was an opportunity presented to us, but that's not a good enough why to get you out of bed in the morning. That is not a life purpose. If you are dealing with somebody who's not sure that they're doing 
their life purpose, that, that their work or their life is not fulfilling their life purpose, going through these seven questions, you'll say, what do you do? And you get to the point, why do you do it? I don't know. I do it because I get paid. That's a valid why, but that is not a reason to get up in the morning when everything has gone to shit. The seven layers deep gets you to the answer that will keep you going through failure, through embarrassment, through fatigue, through pain, through loss. It's the thing that will tell you if you are on the path to doing what your life was always supposed to do. That is the magic of seven layers deep. If somebody comes to you and they try to do it and they're just stuck because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing, that's a sign to do something different. So in that case, what you would go back, you would go right back to the start and say, what did you want to do when you were 23? Because at 23, we start thinking about life ahead and life behind. And often that's when our dreams kind of die. I don't know what it is about the year 23, but it is the year a lot of dreams die. Or you could say, if I could wave a magic wand and give you any job, any life in the world, what would it be? What's your dream job or dream lifestyle? Beyond being, you know, independently wealthy and traveling all the time, what's the dream that would make you feel worthy, that would make you feel like you were living your life's purpose? Often that question is enough to get people's minds going and the rest of it follows really, really fast. So if they're not in their zone of genius, if they're not doing their job, that is their life purpose. If you're not doing the job that is your life's purpose, that does not mean this exercise is not for you. This exercise goes beyond why you're doing what you're doing to discovering what you should have been doing all along. If while you're doing this, you cannot connect an early memory to what you offer today, you need to look at what your early memories were connecting you to. If I could wave a magic wand and give you any job, a nine to five job or a full-time job of whatever, whatever type, there's work involved, there's stress involved, there's difficulty involved, but you're going to love doing it. What would it be? And then from that answer, then you can say, okay, why do you want to do that? And then they'll give you a response and you'll say, why is that important? And they'll give you a response and you say, why is that important? And they'll give you a response and you'll say, why are you the one to provide that? And you go through the rest of the questions. This is an exercise you can do even if you used to be doing your life purpose and now you're feeling a little bit icky. You're feeling a little bit like... I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm kind of adrift a little bit. Well, then start your exercise with, if I could wave a magic wand and give you a challenging and fulfilling job, what would that be? Because that is your place to start. If I could give you somebody else's job, somebody else's life that you're looking at from the outside in, so to you, it's perfect. That's fine. Who would you trade places with? Whose job would you have? What would you be doing? 
And then you can go through the same steps because what you're looking for is your formative life purpose, which can now lead you to really big goals, really big dreams, things you hadn't thought of before, ways to provide service to the world that you hadn't considered because you were just considering, well, I have a job and I have a paycheck. I want to have a job and a paycheck. Okay, well, what do you want to do with the other hours of your life? We have 168 hours a week and only 40 or 50 of them are spent at work. What do you want to do with the rest? This exercise is something, it's a fantastic idea to go through it every few years because often a different formative memory will pop up. You'll have completed one life's purpose and you have another one. We all have so many things we could be doing. So if you're not where you want to be, use this to figure it out. If you know you're doing the right thing, but it just seems really, really hard, use this exercise to re-inspire you. If you're doing it and you're, you're just at the You're at the point where you're really trying to figure out which services should I offer. I've got an idea, but I'm trying to crystallize it down. Use this exercise to choose your first few products or your first few offerings. What is the most important thing for you to provide to the world? And why are you the person to provide it? I hope this one gave you some food for thought. Like I said, if you want to reach out to us, we are uh, on all social media as Hala Connected, H-A-L-A Connected. And you can also go on to Hala.agency or the Kick-Ass Company and send us a message. And we'll walk you through this one-on-one. Up next, we are going to be telling the truth about first impressions. One of the parts of your brand is your image, and one of the parts of personal branding is presenting the right image of your best self all the time. Not somebody else's best self, and not something you have to fake it till you make it, but your actual best self. So we're gonna be going through a huge longitudinal study talking about how we judge people based on first impression only. If your dreams are bigger than your budget, it is time to join the Kick-Ass Company membership site where we go deeper with in-depth video training on all areas of marketing, business, mindset, and life. Head over to thekickasscompany.com and join for just $20 a month for 2020. And to get more kick-ass in your life, you can follow us at Halla Connected. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe, leave us a review. Until next time. Kick ass, go deep, and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.